Hi, this is Alex Romanovich, and welcome to Global Edge Talk. Today, February 9th, 2021, we're talking with David Berkowitz, uh, who's a serial marketer, who's a uh, former and current chief marketing officer, and the founder of the Serial Marketers Community. Welcome, David. Thank you. Great to be here, Alex. Um, first, uh, a couple of words about David and what his journey has been. Uh, we will talk about some of the interesting and controversial at times marketing topics. But uh, David started as a technical writer and marketing writer. He then was a researcher and editor of uh, uh, a company called eMarketer, very famous uh, marketing research and um, uh, statistics outfit. And then he uh, spent some of his time uh, in uh, very well-noted, uh, well, well-known agencies like 360i, MRY. Uh, he was a chief strategy officer for a, a fairly well-known uh, platform company called Sysimus, social media marketing company. And then the head of marketing for Story Hunter, uh, Dedicated.ai, and a number of other companies, Vesterly, a number of other companies as a full-time and uh, part-time chief marketing officer. But he is well known for his community called Serial Marketers and Serial uh, uh, Marketers as a community and as a destination. Um, and we will talk more about this. So, David, welcome to our studio, and let's talk about marketing in 2021. Sounds great. I'm excited. Uh, first of all, uh, you have a thousand plus member. Uh, community of serial marketers. Tell us more about this. What serial marketing is all about? Why is it different from regular marketing or any other type of marketing? And what it took you to actually build such an interesting community? Thanks. Well, I, I, and I'm actually proud to say just uh, 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 just this month we crossed the 2,000 follower, uh, 2,000 member mark. So, uh, so, so uh, in. 2020, we grew by 100 members a month, and and it's just re- really uh, uh, taken off in a great way. And I, I started this in the summer of 2018. I was actually just leaving Story Hunter, and I had this idea for a while. I was like, I you know maybe now is the right time. I, and and I wanted a place for for people where where serial marketers is, is something. It's just more of a way that people identify themselves. Yeah, and and actually I. It, it, it's it's one of these funny things, you know. This isn't necessarily the advice that that someone would give you, but I started the community initially based on the name, where I'd use the name Serial Marketer myself for a whole other reason, starting in 2016, and then. But as soon as I I started running with that, I was like, wait, a lot of people, like tons of people, use the term serial entrepreneurs. There's so many people who apply that mindset where. They're doing this with marketing. They're like they're in a series of marketing roles. Maybe they shift into a founder role or a strategy role or a sales role, but marketing is a huge part of their DNA. They're constantly trying to learn. They want to share what they know with others. They want to be around with people like that. And so uh, Slack seemed like a really good way to organize these conversations. And I started this. I had the motto, learn, try, share. I had a guy on Fiverr in Indonesia uh, offered me five bucks to create the logo for it that I still use today. He's I've, I've given him some much bigger projects since then, so I think he got a decent deal. And um, uh, and so and it's just been one of those things where where 
slowly for a while at first, it's just attracted more of the right kinds of members and, and people have been a tremendous resource for each other. Uh, people are doing business with each other, creating partnerships, just giving really useful advice, tech recommendations, hiring each other for gigs and jobs. It's been uh, far, far more than anything I expected in 2018 when I started this. Uh, very, very, um, very interesting story. But, but let's talk about marketing in general and where we are in 2021. It seems to me, and you know, as a member of a of a very interesting community, uh, chief marketing officers community, it seems to me that um, uh, CMOs are continuing to be a very volatile uh, type of a position within the company. They come and go. I think the latest research that we had, I mean, maybe the tenure is increasing a little bit, but, you know, anywhere between 18 and 24 months on the job, and then you're on to the next thing. Uh, very few, you know, very few percentages actually stick with the company for a, a very long term. Um, 2020 also showed us that there's a lot more volatility in the discipline um, and also showed us that everybody became a personal marketer. So what can you say about this in terms of the state of the state for the discipline of marketing? Well, it, it's a mess in a lot of ways. I mean, it just, just so, so many things are so, so messy right now. And, and, and one, one of the challenges why, why it, it seems even more chaotic than it would be is so many people are busy marketing themselves often for the first time. And, and this is not an easy skill. And there are a lot of people, there are some people who are excited to now just like you know, go and, and look under every rock and, and tell everyone they know. Uh, for, for a lot of people, it's really uncomfortable too. Yeah, I, I feel so fortunate that I first started consulting in any form in 2016. And, and even if I took a couple of full-time roles since then, where at least like, like I'm still learning a ton and I have not gotten all this figured out yet, but having a few year head start to sort through the, those initial challenges of what it's like to start setting up a business and being out on your own, doing projects on your own, not having teams to rely on around the clock, uh, uh, not having like, you know, someone to handle things like invoicing clients and, you know, just the fundamentals of doing business. Uh, uh, that's a lot to learn in a hurry. And, and even with a lot of the member growth of zero marketers, there's so many people who are now in business for themselves for the first time. And, and really, look, most of the people are not doing this by choice. Um, and that's exactly true. Uh, we're also seeing a tremendous uh, growth of a variety of different platforms. We have TikTok. Now we have Clubhouse. Um, we have a number of other platforms that are becoming a little bit more controversial, such as Facebook and, uh, and so forth. So um, not only we have everyone doing self-promotion and sitting at home uh, in 2020 and spilling over into 2021, sitting at home, doing home videos, uh, buying expensive cameras, expensive microphones, and talking about everything and uh, promoting themselves as knowing everything, right? <clears throat> I've never seen so many strategists, so many coaches, so many strategy, you know, strategy uh, experts um, in their 20s and 30s, nothing, not to say that 
they're not smart and so forth. But what does it leave folks who are in the in you know in the business in the career of marketing who are who have been doing this for a very long time and now are finding themselves to be in competition with so many other folks? Well, uh, well, you know the the the. This this also touches uh, on an interesting factor of ageism, and the funny thing is that 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 people in marketing are experiencing ageism in their thirties, right? Which which sounds laughable, but it's true. Like like this this stuff happens all the time. When you see someone who who doesn't want to hire someone with more than ten years experience, that means you could be capping your idea of that hire. At age thirty-one or thirty-two, right? So, so which which is insane. So, uh, uh, and the idea that someone would hire someone with twenty or thirty or forty years experience, uh, it's like, wait, wait, no, that's that's too much experience now, right? The the other thing that I've also had to tell some uh, some folks who are trying to hire someone for a given product, because I make recommendations about uh, just just folks to. Uh, to hire for various gigs and needs all the time. Uh, and, and, and so I'll, I'll send someone a LinkedIn profile and they'll be like, like, I could never afford them. I'm like, like the thing is you have no idea because first of all, someone, first of all, some of these folks can do in 10 hours, what a 25 year old could do in a hundred hours. So you're actually getting a better idea. And I'm like, look, like, like there's so many of uh, people who are, hungry to just work and like like take on meaningful projects right now and and there are folks who will do these things that like it, it might be a few hours a day or a few hours a week that they never would have touched before they'll uh, they'll they'll give a sweetheart deal to the person hiring just because they like the project and and not everyone needs to have these like five six figure projects right so so there that there's experienced talent that's willing to take on things that they're interested in and that, but that they're getting something out of it too, right? They're not going to work for 10 bucks an hour, uh, um, but they'll, they'll be able to do a lot more than you think for a lot less. And, and, and I think that in time as like, uh, that's like, a, that's an education process. And it's something that I, I think everyone's going to get a lot more used to, but experienced folks, do have advantages that are just really hard to exploit right now. Um, excellent points. Uh, so there is a lot of fragmentation that we're experiencing here as well. Ageism, I totally agree that uh, there is a uh, there's quite a bit of that globally, not just in the United States. Um, do you think United States as a as a market as a destination? Do you think it's still a very attractive type of a destination for a lot of folks globally? I mean, uh, somebody in China or Canada or Europe or Middle East um, that all of a sudden they don't have to travel anywhere uh, because yeah. no, nobody's traveling, right? So they they have a very equal shot at targeting the audience in the United States, for example, or any other country for that matter. But you know, USA was always a very attractive destination. Do you think that? Um, that is still a, a a way to go. That is still a you know USA is still an attractive destination, even though the digital and social is the only way that you can do this right now. Well, th there's there's still a lot of 
creativity here. There's still a lot of uh, of the U.S. Uh, dictating where where so so much of media usage is happening. It's it's where uh, it, uh, like the uh, I mean the purchasing power is here. The the consumerism is here. The openness of doing business right like like uh, like, like even when the U.S. has been at its absolute worst in 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 so many ways and we're not not always an easy country to deal with that's for sure but like uh, like like you don't need a permit to go and talk to the CMO of a Fortune 500 company right so so there's some of that accessibility there's still even when we we've had so so many challenges with our economy with our healthcare system with everything right with the federal government uh down to the local levels it's like I, 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 there, there's a lot of that innovation, entrepreneurialism, and, uh, and, and so, so there, there's so much of that, that, that is pretty exciting. And, and that like, uh, ideally, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna go and, and find our way a little bit more and just, uh, uh, so, so as we get on the other side of the pandemic, I think that there's going to be a lot of this hunger. Now, what, what I think is still really important though, is that there is this rise of the rest. Right? And so, so someone who's in a you know a twenty or forty million person country, it's like like to be a you know, to be a big player there. Maybe you don't need to go after the three hundred million person uh, like trillion dollars uh, spending market. And so, I think that the U.S. is going to have to work harder to entice other entrepreneurs and others. To come to our shores, to go a, 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 and and make sure that they know that this is a place where they're going to be welcome, where they can build a business and uh, uh, and and make a real impact. But but even if you look at things like Clubhouse, you look at stuff that innovations that are happening like on the subscription front, like Substack. Uh, I think OnlyFans is one of the most fascinating companies to come out of here in years, and as that shifts from being this spot for for R and maybe X-rated content to being something that's like just an innovative subscription business. Uh, I think that that there are things like that that can happen here, right? Like like you know, a lot of the other places you think of are not going to be able to adapt a business model from the porn industry and then make this like the spot that's that's like having small businesses go and set up a subscription service right like like brilliant stuff and so uh uh and, and we're not the only ones i mean just look at, at shopify out of canada uh, uh innovations happening from everywhere i you know we didn't invent tiktok uh, uh but but like this is uh but th- there, there's there's still a lot going for it here I totally agree with you that it's uh, becoming a lot more diverse. Uh, let's talk about other topics that are pertinent to small, medium-sized business and also to scale-up startups that are trying to, um, you know, get a beachhead with some of the audience that they're trying to target, they're trying to sell to and so forth. Now, prior to COVID, we had conferences, we had face-to-face, we had firm sh- handshakes, we had presentations in the boardrooms, and so forth and so on. All of that has been replaced now by Zoom. Um, how does a business, small, medium-sized business that is not established, a startup, a scale-up, how do they gain the trust, the credibility, 
in this very much digital and social world that we're living right now, without the conferences, without the handshakes, without the face-to-face, without the body language, you know, and all those wonderful human things that we're used to. So what what are they to do? Well, well, it, it's it's tough as hell. It's funny, like like look, looking at your background right now, I am physically around the corner from the Empire State Building, so so I might be able to actually see my building uh, in the background of your your image right there. I'm right by Koreatown on 32nd Street, which it had been my favorite place to take people from all around the city, let alone all around the world. Uh, friends came in from Vietnam, and it's like I, I had lunch a uh, hundred feet away from me. Uh, in K-Town. So to be able to break bread with people in like the middle of the most vibrant city in the country, it's like, damn, I miss that, right? Like, like I can count on two hands the number of times I've eaten out uh, uh, over the past year and like being able to really break bread with people. Uh, 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 and so so I like I feel that pain so much because that was my life, right? That was my lifeblood. And and I had all that access right here, and I, and I got totally cut off. Now, what 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 I think is exciting though is that there is is that this absolutely has fueled some of the growth in my own community. And I'm just two thousand people, right? Like you look at Clubhouse, and they've got millions of people who are joining this thing. I joked the other day uh, on, on Twitter that I only log into Clubhouse to invite people to Clubhouse. Uh, and so, so as more friends accept my invites, great. I'll just, I'll just uh, keep inviting more people. I'm, I'm, I actually really suck at Clubhouse. I'm not good at an audio only networks for some reasons you met. I need to see people, or I'm, re- I'm really good. At, I'm a writer, so, I, so I feel very at home in text. I can build relationships over text that maybe are very hard for other people, but that's me, right? So. Um, uh, but that's also why my own community, I started weekly video chats. I started speed networking on this platform that I love called upstream, highly, highly recommend going on there. Uh, and so, so there are ways to go and meet people to build relationships. There are, uh, I mean, th- there are members of my own community who I've never met, but who I feel extremely close to. I mean, there's a guy in Seattle I talk to all the time who now, uh, uh, and, and we're working on an event together. Uh, I hope to get to meet him sometime, but I don't know when that'll be. And so, 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 like, I, I care less about whether a marketer joins my community. I don't think everyone needs to join Clubhouse. I, I, I don't think everyone needs to do whatever that next thing is that everyone says you need to do. But to take a little bit of time and say, like, you know what, for for ten or fifteen minutes a day, it, this doesn't have to be a crazy amount of time. You're like this is going to be your tribe that you just try to hang with, like people you're trying to learn from, and maybe it's something that you know really well that you can contribute to. Maybe it's something that you're really just trying to learn, and you're willing to open yourself up as the new kid there, even if you're a kid who's been doing this for fifty years. Uh, then, then, and find it, and 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 also being okay saying, you know what, like like if Facebook groups are your thing, if LinkedIn groups are your thing, like I. Great, just double down on that. Go where you want to spend time, uh, and uh, but with that focus of uh, of learning what you can, sharing what you know, like try to give more than you take, and you can build a lot of a lot of relationships. I think like like the conference circuit, it does hurt B two B businesses not to be able to have this, and especially 
to target a lot of the buyers that you want to go after. It's much easier like for a CMO to hide when they're not on stage at a conference. It's a lot easier you know, for them to hide. Uh, it's a lot harder for you to find them, hands down. But you can build enough of those relationships to get you a hell of a lot closer. And if you can provide value to that CMO's director of marketing who is scrambling right now and trying to make do with a 30% budget cut and some of their team members laid off or maybe even you know, perished during COVID, right? Like all kinds of people dealing with all kinds of problems right right now in their jobs and their families and everything. Like, like you can just help someone do their job a little bit better and you're coming at that sincerely. Like I've worked with business coaches myself who I never would have hired for anything beforehand. I need help. They were able to help me. You know what? I invested in that and, uh, and it has helped me. So, uh, so I think that's happening at every level. It's like, like, how can you genuinely help someone and not just market to or sell to someone? Um, those are excellent points. I totally agree with you on um, belonging to a tribe or even starting your own tribe as yeah. you, as you have done. And um, you know, we, we're tribal beings, you know, we need, we, we, absolutely must have the ability to be recognized, the ability to belong, the ability to have a destination, a home, something we can call home, um, you know, and, and so forth. Um, that brings us to another topic, which is uh, somewhat interesting as well. Um, how do recruiters, how do uh, major brands or, or larger brands, if you will, how do they pick talent right now? How do they know what is real and what is not? Um, obviously, you know, they can have a discussion like this over Zoom. And uh, a lot of it can be staged. A lot of it can be virtualized, like the beautiful background I have in the back. But how do companies now make decisions uh, going into 2021 and beyond in terms of who's the right resource, who's the right talent, uh, especially for the times we're living right now? Yeah, and, and and this is where so much of it is going to come down to to relationships. Uh, I, I was just uh, uh, I did, did a chat with uh, 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 with the CMO of a great company called Jellyfish, Sharon Harris, and and she was talking to me uh, uh, about her job search. And what 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 I knew what was she found a job and built a team during the pandemic. She was telling me it actually was a relationship that started at CES a while back. So she was at the Consumer Electronics Show uh, and made some connection that led to this. Uh, and so so the word of mouth thing is so tough. I mean, I was talking to, um, uh, I, I was talking to another marketer who's got one of the best brand resumes I've ever seen out of Atlanta, uh, where they have some of the most Fortune 500s of anywhere in the world. And and she was saying how there was a job she applied for that was perfect for her, right? Like she would have been a shoe in 800 people applied. She got in through a friend of hers uh, who recommended her over there. She said, but still never got a call back. Uh, and her friend said there were a hundred people who were referred uh, uh, via internal sources, right? So, so even if you take that 800 people off the table, she had a one in a hundred shot and, and so, uh, so it is absolutely I, I, the one challenge right now is it is a hirers market, and so I, I think one one of the interesting things that that hirers have to figure out 
is is how much they could you hear a lot of lip service to soft skills right um uh and that has arguably never been more important in a time of so much unpredictability we don't know how many more strains covid has left in it we don't know how many more people it's going to take out we don't know how many uh like things that are going to impact the economy and entertainment and sports and retail and everything else. We have no idea what the end of 2021 is going to look like, let alone planning for beyond that. So I hope all kinds of things are going to happen, but that, you know, hope's not a strategy, as they say. Uh, So, uh, so now, um, but the the challenge is so so do you find folks who you know are like really nimble who have done a lot of different things and can just excel and 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 thrive in in a lot of these untested situations or do you want someone who's just been so heads down doing that one job over and over and just seems like like she or he is just so reliable at that one thing and and hit home on that and i think that's like the latter scenario is still going to win out more often um but it, there's there's just more of an opportunity to be more creative with who you bring onto that team so that you can try to weather whatever is happening because like <laughs> it's 2021 but we sure haven't seen the end of all this weirdness and craziness yet so. um good points great points um let's talk about some of the companies that have been established maybe in the mid-sized sector um I mean, it's great if you're a logistics company or you, you're a company, you're a platform company that uh, was involved with delivery, food delivery, and all of a sudden there's even more demand for food delivery. Um, what about if you're a, um, a real estate company or a commercial real estate company? What if you're an engineering and scientific uh, firm? Uh, what if you're an accounting firm, you know, and so forth? So um, how do you adapt to this environment how what is your strategy in in the in a few words um in terms of content development or outreach or engaging with the existing or new clients you know which is even more difficult right now for some of these firms and um you know i mean i would hate to be an airline at the moment um without necessarily you know the funding or or uh, support from the government uh, there are a lot of folks on furlough. There are a lot of folks that have been misplaced uh, and outright uh, fired or let go. Um, what are some of the strategies as we're entering into the middle of 2021 or maybe even the tail end of uh, 2021, provided, of course, that the vaccines will be successful and slowly but surely we will be getting out of this hibernation mode? So, uh, so. Right now, I mean, there's there's such a need for some of that creativity, for some of that flexibility. So, if if you're an accounting firm and you're used to dealing with a lot of larger size clients, like, can you make up for that with making it as easy as possible for someone who's never been in business for themselves before to just get it all done for them, right? Like, like, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I love. Uh, I love the old campaign from from the Staples uh, where they had that big red easy button, you know? Uh, and, and I think that there are a lot of businesses that can just make things easier and more packaged and just this like do it for me uh, version uh, that 
so many people need right now and that people will pay for because it's going to save them a hell of a lot of time and hassle uh, and they won't need to go and comparison shop if all of this stuff is done in one place. When, when I needed someone to set up a, a, my own LLC last year, it's like, okay, great. It just just how, how can I just assign a couple of papers, cut a check and not look at this uh, and, and spend another minute doing it? Uh, uh, commercial real estate. Man. Like I, I, I was working with a client where commercial real estate was the client's uh, 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 biggest customer target uh, last year. Okay, not fun. Uh, 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 and, and 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 the client was able to provide a lot of interesting value to this company. But this was a company that, like, I mean, their salespeople were just decimated in in, in new deals coming through. So. Uh, so they weren't really at, at the time they were so hunkered down that they were just in full on defensive mode. Um, whereas, whereas trying to instead think, well, okay, how do you, uh, uh, I, I, how do you work with your property owners to try to, uh, uh, to try to retain, uh, their tenants longer? How do you try to provide more value for that? How do you do more creative things? With space to upgrade that to make it easier, so that you can reopen during COVID and have all the occupancy management built in and extra safety checks and make sure to give people peace of mind. Uh, how do you? There are businesses right now that are working on taking all these empty storefronts that are on the the streets of the city behind you and every city around the world right now almost, and uh, uh, and beautify them. Turn them into ad space because there's still fair amount of foot traffic going on or car traffic in 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 these cities and and I think I think more than a lot of people anticipated. How how do you just add to some of the beautification or utility, right? Like you know, if if I if I go outside on the bus shelter and there's something that that's telling me when the vaccine's going to be available or uh, just or, or uh, just uh, you know how cautious I need to be right now. Uh, then I want to pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, so I, I think there are ways where it's like uh, I just just how do you contribute and and are there some pivots that you can make? Some of those are going to be long term pivots. Some of those are going to be short term. But but look like I, I there's there's no way around the fact that that just trying to hold on and see how long the government checks are going to keep coming for. I, 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 that's, that's not a long-term strategy. Uh, uh, and, and so, so it's, it, it's like, like you need as much of that creative thinking right now as possible. Uh, totally agree. The dependence on the government stimulus is, is, um, uh, is not going to be sustainable. Obviously uh, we, we can't just continue to print money and distribute that, uh, but at the same time, the stimulus has to work uh, for all the, you know, for all the successes in all the sectors and so forth. Um, David, it's been a really interesting conversation. Um, what are some of the parting words to our audience in terms of, you know, top three or five advice points, you know, as to how to position yourself, whether you're a B2B or a B2C business for 2021? Well, I, I think so, so much of it is seeing just 
it just who you can uh, who you can learn from, who you can go and uh, it just just like far great ideas from. I mean, they they're uh, like like there's a a woman on Twitter, Amanda Getz, who was at the Knot, and she started this really uh, fascinating business in the CBD space, House of Wise. Um, and I DM'd her at one point because because she was because she's shared so much about her own family and a, and a lot of the challenges she's facing. And there were a couple of things she said that had resonated so much with me. And, and I just had to take the time to go and and thank her. Right, I ne- never met this person, uh, um, but uh, but it's like 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 she wasn't the kind of person that maybe a year ago I would have thought would have been as relevant for the kind of stuff I was doing, but, but like, I, I've learned a ton from new kinds of, uh, of people. I think trying to also figure out what, like, what are you doing that can be repeated, right? Or what are you doing that can be packaged that can make others jobs easier? Uh, That stuff is always going to be in demand. Uh, And, and also, you know, it's, it, it is tough as hell right now for so many people. Most of those are not in those like thriving, you know, business demand through the roof businesses. Great for those who are wonderful. Um, But, uh, but it's still doing whatever you can to just hold on to what you believe in, not cut corners, not just add to all the noise out there, not just trying to spam a million people when there are really only five people that, that you need to get in front of that are going to make a big impact in your business. And I, and I think that if you, that instead of trying to spend a million people, if like you're going after those five people and say like, look, like here is why I really want to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, and, and when, when someone comes to me and, and says, look, like I've seen what you built with serial marketers. I'm trying to work through some things like that. I'm, I want to know why or how you did this thing. Uh, like I want to talk to them all the time and maybe they even have something to sell me, but it's like, like I know why they're talking to me and not you and every other person out there. Uh, so, so just a little bit of time to do your homework and have that personal touch. Like it matters because, because I, I think on that flip side, people are so res- more, so much more responsive to dealing with people on a human level here. And, and and yeah, like empathy is an easy buzzword right now. But uh, I I I know like like you know if if someone doesn't get back to me for a few weeks and I really want to talk to them, sometimes I reach out to them and be like, "Are you all right?" You know, um, and not and and not just this like, "Oh man, they, like why they they responded?" And I I know people who haven't gotten back to me in time because they've been sick or because. Yeah, uh, or because their loved ones have, you know. So, uh, so just being a little more uh, accepting, like, like just unfortunately, this is one of those things that has brought so much of us all around the world together here, and 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 that's one of those things that, like, 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 like having lived in the city on nine eleven and seeing how I I never felt like more of a New Yorker than I did on September twelfth. And seeing people just stop in the streets and cheer for the firefighters who were driving by, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that that there are things like that 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 do really bring people together. And and, and for those of us who were here, it lasted. 
Yeah, and I, I hope that that uh, kind of uh, you know, bonding on an even greater level around the world. I, I hope some of that is real and sticks around. Uh, David Berkowitz, thank you so much for being with us. A lot of great tips, a lot of great discussions, a lot of great insight. Uh, we're hoping to bring you back for some of the ongoing discussions. Uh, lots of luck with the serial marketers. And uh, I'm sure a lot of folks will want to check it out uh, in the audience, global audience as well. And uh, wishing you all the best. Thank you so much, Alex. Really thrilled to be here. I look forward to learning from your other guests too. Thank you.